1: Welcome to episode 84 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. This episode, I think we all know the topic. It's going to be fully dedicated to the Chicago Blackhawks, the report, and everything that has transpired over the last 48 hours. Reminder, we do record this on Wednesday nights, so Tuesday and Wednesday were the big news days. If you're uncomfortable with hearing stories about sexual assault, uh, please stop listening now. Um, Because basically this entire episode is going to be about Kyle Beach and the cover-up of his assault and experience. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, talkinghockeypodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. So, the first question... I wanted to ask everyone, this is going to be a very outlined uh, podcast episode, so they don't know for what the questions I'm going to ever. ask yeah, for the first time ever. Um, this is a, something that I've been thinking about a lot, and I think this is a really good question for everyone to intro with, is there's lots of people saying that they think yesterday and today have been really bad days for hockey. Do you agree? Personally, I disagree. I think it's a great day for the sport, a sad day a terribly sad day that we should all think about but so many people thought when this first when the story first was about to come out that chicago would never release the full report that no one would be found guilty and that this would all be swept under the rug i think because of that we can say that this is not a not a great day but not a bad day that everyone says it is i think it's a
2: terribly sad day but i don't think it's a bad day if that makes sense i i kind of agree i mean i think when we all talked about it we like we've brought it up in other podcasts right like we think the first time talking about it but um I think we all kind of agreed that we didn't think anything would happen I think that was kind of the summation of what we discussed which was you know shovel day off and uh, Bowman and maybe Quinville and Bergevin and all the other guys that were involved in this again to varying degrees not saying everyone's equal but um Uh, I don't think any of us really thought uh, we'd have an actual player, and Luke, you can maybe go into more detail for the people that don't know exactly what broke tonight in that Rick Westhead um, interview, but I I don't think uh, any of us really thought it would go this far. I thought, you know, I think we all thought it would get covered up like everything else does in the NHL and in sports leagues in general i guess you could say yeah i i wanted to leave the rick
1: westhead uh, interview to like kind of the end after we provide full context and everything else because that did literally just happen i've been reading all like the tweets and quotes from it horrible I, I think i watched like five minutes of it i couldn't really stomach any more of it um what about you ty and martin do you think it was a bad day for hockey or a just sad day for hockey martin go first
0: um I, th- I think the reasoning that people might be thinking it's a bad day for hockey is wrong. Yeah. Um, just because I, I don't think it's a bad day for hockey. Why would it be a bad day for hockey? This is really good. Like you guys said, like it's good to get this out. It's good that something happened. It's, mate, Like I guess all I would want is that they would have been f- – that these people would be fired instead of letting them resign. But – Whatever they probably were given, like Bowman was probably at least given the ultimatum, like walk away or we f- or we will fire you, yeah. Um, so that's like I think it's a good day, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good day for sports. This will open up a lot of stuff, um, a lot more, and it's a good day for victims because a high power, a high. An individual that's really in the limelight came out and said what happened to him. So it's a very good day for victims. Yeah. I,
3: <clears throat> I think what's bad, to answer the question, I think what's bad and what's sad is how many people failed Kyle. He was an NHL player, reported everything. Uh, it was said that he reported everything to you know, the people who are supposed to protect him the nhlpa for example and they did nothing except try to cover it up right so i think that's what yeah is the bad part about it and joel yeah. Quenville is still behind the bench coaching as we speak the florida panthers no one's asked him any questions he's tried everything he could to hide it kyle in his in his interview said that there's no way that he didn't know there's no way that anybody in that dressing room or the organization didn't know what happened right and mm-hmm. yeah it's great that that you know stan bowman stepped down and i don't remember who else stepped down right but that was the big one um yeah there are very many people who remain and who are going to get off basically scot-free because of it it doesn't i'm doubtful the nhl would fire joel quenville because hey look florida's winning they're they're five and oh to start their season they're not going to force him to resign and you know cause that franchise to go downhill again because they're probably pulling in money for the first time in a decade. Right. Yeah.
1: And and that's the same logic that was used by Quinville when it's like how how often do you get to this chance to be in the Stanley Cup finals and and fight for this? Like it is a distraction. And that's the literally the word I there was a quote that he had from his conference today, press conference today, basically using the same verbiage of, you know, we're not going to let this be a distraction to the team. We'll get to Quinville and, and Shovel Day off uh, in a bit because I have that question further down. But yeah, I, I think like everything that we knew that was bad about hockey, which was the the yes-men culture at the top, the protectionism, we all knew that existed. Today it was just confirmed, but this is the first time it's come out on full blast. And I think the bad mm-hmm. part is like Dave Tippett's uh, quote from his press conference earlier today too, being like, I have, I know some people over there. I don't think like it was like, you know, I, I don't want to speak to that. Um, it was 11 years yeah. ago. It was very dismissive of the whole thing. And I think that that's where the bad comes out is that you're seeing people not learn,
2: but I it's think still, we've also talked public, about it is that you're still seeing a lot of these like players, having-
1: Yeah, a lot of these players in the NHL, though, probably have some demons and skeletons in their closet that we all know of, whether it's drug addiction or any other number of things that do get covered up. And so there has to be a certain level of protectionism there. Ty, you have something to say?
3: And I uh, just before you move on to the next question, I think that the other bad thing is that there were – other victims here right like he's the only one who wanted to be part of the investigation there's another player who was very well reported to he didn't want to be part of this investigation right but who reportedly lost you know friends and marriage and severe trauma because of it there was another victim who was a minor right like they covered it up and allowed him to the video coach to have other victims as well Right mm-hmm. after the fact, and I think that's the other bad part and sad part.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But Martin, did you have another thing that you wanted to say?
3: Um, if what Ty sent us
0: earlier about Kyle uh, talking about Don Fuhr, also he like reported it to Don Fuhr. Yeah. Um, if that's true. And Don Fuhr did nothing. That's actually can we, awful. Uh,
2: before we yeah. like continue like with this union.
0: That's the, can we give context the, that's exactly the organization what happened? Meant to protect you. Can
3: Apparently.
2: we give like context what happened? Because there's gonna be people listening that didn't watch the interview or yeah. haven't like closely followed along. So I feel like we should give better context to who Kyle is and what happened to him. I don't know if Type okay. yeah. you wanna you want to so do that first. Kyle Beach is the uh, John Doe that was. Uh, the
1: one behind the initial claim to Rick westhead in the first place he kept his identity private throughout this whole time I think he came out today both as a mix of people realizing who he was because the report basically gave all the information you would need to single out one or two people um and so i think it was a mix of people trying to find him and reveal him for themselves and also him being like you know this might be just the right thing to do and I think he had a lot of trust in Rick westhead uh, which really benefited that. Moving forward, and uh, there was lots of quotes in Beach's press conference or or interview saying that there's no way that Quinville didn't know there was. He went to the NHLPA and said the steps and and reported it to the right people, and he doesn't know how someone like Don Fuhrer could could even be in a position of power and a leader anymore. Um, so that's a little bit of context to it. Fair? How, I don't know how you how do you pronounce that though, Ty? Fair. Okay. Fair. Fair, Whatever. Um, and so there's a lot of emotions there. And the fact that he did report it to the right people, both in the team and the league, and still nothing was done about it. And this is supposed to be the players association that protects players and maybe it protects players in the way that they can do things that are irreversible or, um, I'm I'm trying, I can't think of the word, but, um, like it's so damaging to people outside of hockey, but maybe you're allowed to do things damaging to people inside of hockey because I think a lot of what the EPA does is protect public relations and not really internal relations as much because a lot of internal relations things are not public.
0: I, I also I, – I don't know how it works because he was never played in an NHL game or anything, so I don't know if they justified it by saying he's not an NHL player.
3: Mm. He's an AHL player. I'm sure they found some sort
1: of defense. They're all lawyers, right? For the most part up there, they're all lawyers. I'm sure they know how to find the loopholes.
3: While this was happening, he was on an NHL roster. So I think by all counts and purposes, he was an NHL player when it happened. And
0: should have been represented by the PA. It's actually insane if that's true that if he told the PA, told the right people in the PA that they did nothing. Like we didn't hear about this for many years. That's actually incredible. And I think that
1: actually was in the initial report that it was reported to NHLPA, but only really today did people find and highlight that concern as much because he said it in his interview. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, we're going to talk about a lot of this more in depth throughout the flow of the questions. But uh, Martin, you brought up something that I, I kind of want you to touch on and maybe Eric as well. The the fact that Stan Bowman was even allowed to step down, to step down and you know, I thought his statement overall was really weak so maybe martin you handle like why you're angry that he was allowed to step down and eric since you're such a pr guy you know the the difference between a good statement and a bad statement i'm sure you know how awful that was so we'll let martin go first with like w- like wh- how upset are you that he was allowed to step down from both i think the us olympics and from chicago
0: yeah i they all they definitely gave him an ultimatum i would guess he didn't like choose to do this um or he would have done it like much sooner if he was actually remorseful um yeah it's kind of ridiculous that they would let the guy that covered it up not be fired and like made an example of 100% um, it should
2: have been fired like it should that yes, that 100%. it should have
0: been like bye it should have been fired when it first started to get investigated cuz like it was so obvious that the investigation was going to turn up that it happened I mean, it, it because so been many fired fucking people said it ago. happened.
2: Should have been fired a decade ago <laughs> first, then yes. should have been fired yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it started and then should have yes. been, yeah.
1: Well, the fact that he would, he, he wasn't even the U.S. Olympic GM at the, the beginning of this, like... They chose to they put chose him, and him, pick after him
2: after it started. After they, knew- which either uh, yes. shows the faith That's that actually they actually didn't the
1: think end. it was going to be uh, like a huge case, or just goes to show how the protected they thought they said were.
2: This at the time, yeah. I vividly remember us talking about that decision and going, "What the fuck? That is an awful yes. idea. This is stupid." Yes. They and I, vi- I vividly remember us having this conversation, going, "That's not a good idea." Yeah. And then, what do you know, like. I took two months or three months or however long it's been, but we were vindicated. And they let him step
0: down, though. Yeah,
2: like fire. To the same you have to make him. Yeah, he
1: stepped down, or he. I think he stepped down down from
2: both.
0: Yeah, he was allowed to step down from both. both. That pissed
2: me
1: off.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's even worse. Like, like you need to off the like off this guy's reputation like completely because he doesn't deserve a reputation really for covering up for so long. Literally ruining a guy's life, especially
2: because, like, ignoring Chicago for a second. I know they're major culprits on this. The U.S. Olympics Committee has been so bad with sexual yeah. abuse and sexual assault. And we talked about this like last we, week. Yeah, not last Two week, but ago. we talked about this like weeks ago when it was the when. Uh, The USA gymnastics uh, women were um, testifying in front of, I think, Congress at the time, um, and how bad they've been. And then the U.S. like it shows it shows (laughs) how bad they are because not only even they at the same time as those hearings are going on, they picked him. That was when they picked him Mm -hmm. as GM. Yeah. So literally, that that (laughs) context matters. That does matter because yeah. it makes it so much worse. Because not so one person worse. that organization went, is this a good idea right now? While there's literally like dozens and dozens of who uh, they're now women because they're older, but girls at the time who were sexually mm-hmm. like abused by a doctor and it, like the and again you watch these documentaries failed at every single level and it's the exact same thing with Chicago. So it just makes it so much worse on the U.S. Olympic Committee side as well. <laughs> And one the fact of the that things no retribution there other yeah. than Bowman right now is also like kind of fucked up to be honest. One,
1: one of the things that I thought was really telling and it was a really great tweet. I forget who it, they, they it was that said it, but it was something along the lines of the fact that hockey men could come out to the public and say that they knew nothing about it, only to then get like their names written in the reports Chevel and Quinville. Like either close to show that the faith that they have in protecting one another, right? Like you said 100%. to the media, and I get it—you're not under a court of law. You say what you can to the public because that's if you're not under order to tell the truth. But I mean, like, well,
0: if you admit to it, you—the media would immediately start saying you should step down. Yeah. If they had, I mean, it's to a lose-lose
1: situation then. for sure for these people. Yeah. But I mean, now it's like you look. Like a terrible, terrible human. Yeah.
2: The only like, silver sure. lining is that they weren't under oath when they. Yeah. Completely <laughs> full of shit. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so really,
1: that was one part of the question, Eric. How do you? Th- what did you think of his statement? Because I thought it was so really weak.
2: The PR angle was awful because I, I talk about this every time, and it's like repeat. It's again the NHL every single time. Usually, it's not as bad as this. Usually it's like less bad things, though. Same thing with concussions, same thing with everything else. They always do this, which is, you know, the three cores of PR. Have the leader of the organization come out and take responsibility, overreact, and acknowledge the issue, right? They barely acknowledge the issue by him resigning, right? And you look at um, – Luke, do you have the statement in front of you? Can you read at least part of it? There's – uh well, uh, well, I'll talk while you search it out, but the statement was weak yeah. and the core of it is overreact, right? As an organization, overreact. The organization as of right now during a PR crisis, other than letting the GM resign, again, resign, not fired, resign, <laughs> which is, is has under, not which is overreacted. They haven't come out and said, hey, we're going to do... XYZ to make sure this never happens again. Not only in our organization, but in the NHL. Because remember, this isn't a Chicago issue. If it was just the Blackhawks, yeah. that would be one thing. But is the head of the NHLPA, which means, uh, you know, it, it him it means uh Gary Bettman. Because again, Gary Bettman works with these people, and he's uh, at the end of the day, he's kind of the uh, the man in charge. It's on all of these guys at the top, and half of them haven't even said anything, probably for due coming from lawyers and all this kind of stuff, but they've handled it in a PR sense, like completely awfully. And Chicago's already actually, you look at ticket sales and I know, you know, not not many people want to care about the business side, but Chicago's ticket sales on top of just being them being bad is probably part of it, but their ticket sales have also been, slumping this season for the first time in like forever and they've had bad seasons before as well
1: yeah i have the statement in
2: front of me so some of the, the standout points are the team needs to focus on its future and my
1: continued participation would be a distraction another distraction yeah, see, word of, of not like see, taking dis- accountability. It's exactly.
2: Distraction. Not my behavior has like completely fucked yeah. up this or I, again, like he said the nice next line is I to think
1: me. too much of this organization to let that happen, but he's the reason his, his lack of transparency and accountability is the
2: reason that this organization is going through what it's going through.
1: Yeah.
2: And then I he hate said the word distraction. I hate, yeah. I hate the word distraction. The distraction indicates it's not like he's not resigning because he did this. He's resigning because it's going to be a distraction on the team. Like, that's yeah. it's so indicative with that, that word. And, and then another one that I,
1: didn't like it all. I promptly re- reported the matter to the then president and CEO who committed to handling the matter. I learned this year that the inappropriate behavior involved a serious allegation of sexual assault, which, he, according to the report, he knew it was a serious allegation. Yeah, of so he's lying. Policy, so he's just saying he learned it this year. I relied on the direction of my superior that he would take appropriate action. Looking back, now knowing he did not handle the matter promptly, I regret assuming he would do so. And so lying, here, shifting
2: blame, and not addressing the real issue. Yeah. Three, three, like worst things you can do with this statement. Essentially, yeah. he lied. He didn't acknowledge the issue at all, and then he's passing blame again. The, not to say that the blame isn't warranted. It yeah. is right, especially if he did end up telling the person that guy did nothing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the three worst things you can like and anyone knows right like if you're to compare it to dating a girl if you make up that make that many excuses when you're apologizing to someone gonna rip you to shreds and that's eric eric has, has personal experience with that i do have personal experience with that so. um, <laughs> like just, it's just so um, bad on so many levels yeah we, we have a lot more to talk about,
1: so I want to I wanna shift now to away from Bowman and, and leadership in terms of the executives, but now to the team. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show. Do we think – so this is kind of a question in regards to tonight. Do we think that all the 2010 players still on the team – are on the COVID list to avoid Toronto Media. This was written before <laughs> just as written before Jonathan Taves was taken off protocol list, but someone made a great point that he wasn't made available for pregame availability. Well, of course you kind of wonder going what's going to gonna happen post game if he's going to be made available for post game availability.
2: He would have to, I think otherwise they're going to get shredded. Um, I mean I, I have such a hard time believing they're going to put Taves how, out how, there. I, I yeah. just don't I just 100. don't believe it. I I, I mean, we'll see. I might be wrong by the end of the episode. So do you think
1: like once it's not Toronto media, it'll be like a little bit more public, but Toronto media is there in full force tonight, obviously, given the
2: situation. So is is it more like a fear tactic than anything else? So luckily, because there's going to be Toronto media there, and again, not to completely bash Blackhawks – Reporters, but again, those guys, we've talked about this before, and I think Ty is also always on this point, right? Which is, you know, the reporters don't want to, you know, stir up trouble for themselves and don't want to ask hard questions. I don't think Leafs reporters as much will care about their relationships with Chicago management and stuff. So, the mm-hmm. may, maybe harder questions get asked. I think I'd say the same thing with any team's media. It wouldn't matter, right? If Florida Panthers were playing Chicago tonight, I'm sure. You might get some more difficult questions than from Chicago. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just but think we'll like see.
1: the scale of Toronto media is in full flight, which is that too why yeah. I, I think there might be a little bit more like they knew
2: the hammer was coming down yesterday and they're like, Oh, COVID protocol convenient. Yeah. But, I, I, I just I don't I have such a hard time believing they put taves out there, man. Like and uh he they yeah, should oh they should, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying yeah. he doesn't have significant responsibility in this because he was captain during that time. I get it. He was young, blah, 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 blah. I've seen all the excuses online, but he was the captain. And clearly after, I, I haven't even seen like 80% of the stuff. Cause I've just been freaking working, but the 20% of the stuff I have seen, and I'm sure Luke, you've read a lot more. Yeah. Like it, he's definitely culpable. There's no way he isn't. Mm-hmm. Based Wait, off of what I've seen. Well,
0: we don't know what they did in the background. I, I, I didn't watch uh, Kyle's uh, interview fully. Um, he said all the, players knew. Know. All the exactly. players knew. All well, yeah. the what players knew. What he said was do?
3: it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, he he didn't like have um, definitive proof. But basically, what he said was word spreads in the locker room quickly. There's no way they they didn't know. I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, how quickly yeah. this, I believe this story that. Spread, you but, ever
2: been on a sports team before? Yeah. Like anything that happens, yeah. everyone,
3: everybody knows. Everyone.
0: Right. And he said yeah,
3: people
2: yeah. were making jokes in front of media teammates. Like everyone
1: was
0: making was jokes, a, and if he,
3: yeah, it was an AHL teammate who was doing that, like a like an AHL guy. Like the stories mm-hmm. that that were kind of coming out about you know that that bad one. But that what was are the players? That was an AHL my, my player. My question
0: is, what are the what are the players going to do besides like, hey, they all like go on strike until the team does something about it, which they could have easily done.
2: I mean, they could have um, gone to the public, they could have gone to the media, they could have, you know, as maybe multiple, Kyle didn't like, want them to go to the media. I think it's different if, um,
0: I, like I think there's a strong possibility Kyle wouldn't have wanted them to go to the sure, media. At that but time. I think
2: there's a higher chance likelihood of Duncan Keith, um. Taves and Kane Seabrook. going in there and saying this guy, and Seabrook going in there and saying this guy, this yes. is what's happening. This is an issue, and none of them did. Yeah, right. Or I think if they had, it would be treated differently because again, Kyle wasn't a wasn't Taves. You know, yes. Taves at one point was arguably the best player, second best player in the world. Right. Yeah, it's completely and, and different than he should have went to the guy. PA
0: because the going to the PA was the important part of this. I mean, and clearly not. That, well, that's the scariest thing yeah. of this whole thing that, that it that, wasn't. That's the Cause it's supposed to be. That's like their that's their guard. That's any unions is the guard against the employee.
1: Yeah, having like, so okay, I, I'll say this: having been in a situation like this before in a professional experience, there is very little bottom management or like it can do. Like it, it really is not in your hands at all w- whether you know about it because you you everything you know is not proof it's all hearsay you ask the people in the room everyone's trying to protect their own like it is very hard to prove anything it's not easy and it, like that's where i think you know I, my next question was jo- does jonathan taves deserve more flack than what he's getting his name has not been mentioned in the reports about knowing but multiple players have Called the John Doe derogatory words and asked if he missed his boyfriend Brad. Like those were things that were said around the the room or or whatever. I'm,
0: See that stuff's awful yeah. and just and not being a which humanity. means that
1: means people knew, right? And so, yes. yeah. If that's the case, that's very different than just kind of
2: brushing it off. Luke, before and before you continue, can you read a couple of the worst things from that report? Because that that's one that 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 stuff's bad bad enough. There's some worse shit out there, like people chasing him around, like pretending to suck dicks. And all this uh, I don't kind know of if shit. I
1: have those saved. I, I liked a lot of tweets in the last few days, so I'd have to like scroll down pretty far. Yeah. But I know that that one of them or or a couple of them were about yeah, like just running around calling him uh, derogatory words, uh, saying things in front of like media players about his the boyfriend Brad. Like that was one, and there was actually. So this was something that Bill Peters is not mentioned in the report at all, but he was the coach of the AHL team at the time and apparently he wrote in the review of the player that he thinks that situation with Aldrich really affected him that year. And he didn't he the coach said or the re, the review didn't say anything about what happened, but he said players talk. I don't know what if it happened is true. But I think that situation affected his play or his mental, like. And that Bill Peters was the coach at the time, so it, it he's not named in the report. But that's like the allegations is that Bill Peters even knew. And obviously, we know about Bill Peters in Carolina in the last two or three years, or whatever that happened. It feels like ten years ago that that was a thing. So again, this is a hockey thing. But um, I, for me, the the idea of players being accountable for the situation is hard because again, there is the power dynamic. If if it exists for him, it it exists for Taves. And I think that they failed as leaders. And I think the failure more shows that they didn't go any further in the last 11 years. So they still had Quinville as the coach. Um, I think that's more of a failure on the team than the actual Year that it happened, if that makes sense. I think I, I think the retroactiveness or not being proactive over the last 11 years as they matured is a little bit more of a problem than not handling the situation correctly when their 20, 21 year old captain was a fresh captain.
2: Yes, I agree. But I, I, again, Taves isn't the only player, too, right? Like there's. Yeah. Duncan T- Keith was a little, was what, six years old, is six years older than Taves? Some of that, maybe a little bit more.
1: Yeah. And everyone's saying, but you know, the, the that's his job. That's the thing he was signed up for, the accountability that he sa- signed up mm-hmm. for. His job is to protect the players. And his 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 job is also to protect the culture. And and that is a conversation that you, you have think, it's not black and white, right? People think make people try to make it seem so black and white, but
2: yeah, what I think we've learned is that <laughs> in the NHL winning and protecting your image comes before everything else. Right? But this isn't
1: just a hockey thing, that's a I, I, yeah, corporation that's a, big, that's thing.
2: a Yeah, it's a corporation thing, it's a business thing, I get it. There's, but there are companies out there that do an infinitely better job at it than, so you, it, like, you can't just give the excuse, oh, it's a corporation and that's no. why they did this. You know, like I've heard allegations at
1: almost every single workplace I've ever worked at, that there's been, this person did this before your time, Or did like this thing happened? And it's like, how, how complicit are you with that? Because you don't know if that's true or not. You weren't there to witness it. Like how complicit are you as an individual? Like
2: you're right. It's not, I think everyone on Twitter, it's not black and white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter that's saying, oh, he should have done it. One, it's not your job to out someone who's been a victim. Like that is also a no-go, but two, like just what have you, what rumors have you heard in your workplace yourself? that you are not going out there and talking to the CEO about. You're right. Because I, I, I think I that's every company before. out there, yeah, it, whether right. it's a rumor or not. Right. I think that is something we all have to look in the mirror and say, what are we doing?
0: Stuff like that. It
2: is a, it is a bigger conversation around accountability and like power. It's like a bunch of things. It's like accountability, it's power dynamics. It's, you know, what, like, what do you do as like, like, you know, you're a player in that room and you hear this what do you do, right? Is it your responsibility to go to management? Like, you know, think of it in your own terms, right? If I if I had yeah. a coworker that said, hey, th- two years ago, this happened to me. Like, is it my responsibility now to go and tell management or, you know? Do you write an it, anonymous letter?
1: Do you put that person, yeah. on, like
2: then that person gets or, interviewed you're with putting, HR? Yeah, you putting that person in
1: trouble, right? It's, it's then, not nearly as black yeah, yeah. and white as people make it sound online. 100%. Like you can, you can... You can walk out there and you can be performative as, as much as you want. And that's the annoying thing is like I've been through this process and it's not fun for anyone involved. It's not easy for anyone involved. Not everyone has the resources. You get gaslit left, right and center. Oh, that didn't really happen. This person's in a – like if, if there's someone that brings in money – You and you're fucked. Like you're absolutely. If you're just an admin person and this person is sales, and they bring in five hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue, there's no way you're winning. There's zero chance you're winning that argument. Because the business, even, idea, and even they, if cares even
2: if you could win that argument, even if they, you know, they value so much, like you know, you need evidence. You need people to step up and take accountability. You need, you know, to convince the person to step forward in the first place instead of just moving on yeah. with their life because you know it just it's easier than doing something else. And Tom yeah. has something to say right now. He's been yeah. putting his hand thing
3: <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt you, Eric, while you're while you're dropping, you know, while you're spitting bars out here. But <laughs> but basically like I I see what you're saying there, but like they're doing this for a guy who was a video coach. Right? Like this this guy
2: That makes it so much worse too. I know. Yeah. and it the does. lengths
3: they go they went like a lot worse everybody involved went yeah. to protect a video coach a video coach like who a was- video and coach. not just protect yeah. him not just protect him give him
0: a good chance to su- succeed in yeah, they didn't but even just toss dude. him
2: aside and we're like we're just gonna hide this away they literally yeah. like protect they literally protected him as if he was stand and himself. enabled
0: him to Go do it to younger people, which is just okay. so – Kind of going in on that. So concerning.
2: I, I, I feel like I remember
1: reading an article that the, the Brad was even hired in the first place as – like through nepotism. Like he, he knew someone really connected to the organization and that's how he got hired. Like he wasn't even actually good at his job. That's the NHL. I think I, – I don't know if that's true. I feel like I remember reading that in passing. might be wrong, but – My guess would be –
0: uh, NHL player would not be his first victim either. No. I don't think you go oh, from being. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have to have a someone other victim that has way less like confidence. And yeah. Stuff. You don't
2: start with a guy making hundreds of thousands of dollars or. Yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. you you start, mm-hmm. you start with younger kids, which is what he knows. <laughs> so my question him. is,
0: did, did people know about it when he got hired to mm-hmm. in the first place to get that job at the Blackhawks? Yeah. Did someone in that room know, especially if there was nepotism involved, someone must have knew because someone's close to that guy.
1: I just, I I just think like the level of that he was just a video <laughs> coach honestly is like negligent to the whole conversation
2: of. But it you, isn't because like. But it also isn't. It isn't because it's like. It, I, I'm not saying I understand it. <laughs> I'm just saying like it, you'd expect it for. You know the Blackhawks to go and hide whatever Patrick Kane does because he's Patrick Kane, right? And that's bad enough, but it's like the fact that it goes so low into the organization that a video coach, a video coach that like NHL NHL teams get rid of their video coaches all the time, and it's not like a big deal. They don't even make that much money. It's not like they they it's not like a coach that's locked into like a three year deal at three million dollars a year or something like that. It's not a you know, a superstar making $10 million, $10.5 million a year for the next eight years. It's a video coach, probably making like a hundred grand a year, something like that. And he probably gets one year contracts or two year contracts mm-hmm. at a time at most. It's like he's it's, it's not a powerful player where you'd expect a little bit more fear. It's a video coach. Like, it, it, I think it adds like a completely different level.
1: Yeah. Okay. So next question is kind of shifting over to the journalism aspect and how how this whole thing has been reported by the major corporations out there. So first off, I want to give a shout out to Rick Westhead and Katie Strang, who've really done a lot of the work on this. I think Mark Lazarus from the Chicago Athletic has also been uh, one of the key faces, putting like a lot of their name on it throughout the last four months. And then also, uh, you know obviously, shout out to Kyle Beach who's the the John Doe and and the voice behind all of this but also Paul Vincent who is one of the only Chicago execs who came out in support of of uh, Kyle in the last month. So kind of getting that out of the way, lots of journalists have been catching fire on Twitter for only starting to report on the situation yesterday. Do you think that this is fair? For me, I think I've seen a lot of, you know, journalists whether that's Elliot Friedman, a lot of guys from TSN, I think they've retweeted a lot of this stuff. I think they have been talking about it. I just it don't think everything better. shows up in your Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, and, but I, yeah, I mean, at the same time, a lot of these guys are finally putting their own opinions into it. Frank Saravelli, I don't remember him being as forceful and and
2: blunt as he has been over the last forty eight hours. Yeah, I think like, they. What, all what waited. do you think's kind of going on there? I think they all waited to get harder details and more confirmation, which you know. You can argue it's a good or or bad thing. Yeah, you can argue it's a good or bad thing. I think the bad part is there's two investigative journalists covering 32 teams in the NHL plus the NHL itself. And Rick Westhead can't do everything himself. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, Rick Westhead, Katie Strang's done a great job too. You know, yeah, I think you mentioned Mark Lazarus. I haven't seen too much of Mark Lazarus, I got to be honest. Not saying he hasn't done a bunch of reporting. I just haven't seen it yeah. myself, but there's you know, yeah. there's like two or three people in the entire NHL that are doing any investigative journalism to even begin with. So that's, you know, lovely. He says in a very sarcastic tone and, yeah. um, and then, yeah, yeah, that's all I, and then of course, yeah. like I, I get why some of them waited a little bit longer. I understand it from like a journalism perspective, but these, these guys talk about rumors and stuff all the time. So I don't give them the I don't give them too much benefit of the doubt over the whole legitimacy issue of like, okay, they're waiting for the final report to come out and yeah. then talk about it. These guys talk about everything all the time and like
1: Yeah, but I, one leads to it, it's, you it's know different. a failed trade, one leads it, to very, like yeah. malice. I, I,
2: I agree. I agree. It's, di- it's different when you're talking about sexual assault and all this stuff versus um, you know, the rumor on an IHL team acquiring a player. I'm just saying, like, I think it's kind of bad that up until this point, haven't really heard anything from any of the guys. It's great now that at least they've, you know, put their foot down. They're saying a lot more. I've seen a couple tweets from a bunch of those guys, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're going to talk about it on air tonight. I haven't watched the broadcast, though, so I don't know. The broadcast, man, was kind of cringe. I'm not going to lie. For like the Leafs, it, it just seemed like they
1: were repeating a lot of the Typical hockey man stuff and trying to avoid the conversation. I mean that's um, classic. But I mean that's the
0: interview they just, uh, the intermission they just had. It had Rick Westhead interviewed by one of the Sportsnet people. Oh, didn't they have okay, that was uh,
3: Sheldon Kennedy? Wasn't it? He was on the, the one of the intermission. Oh, it was podcasts, Sheldon yeah. Ke- Kennedy. He was. Uh, yeah, he was I another guy name. who had some uh, abuse in junior hockey. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: for me, I I think, you know, I I don't. The only thing I can really say is that I don't think it's fair. A lot of these reporters aren't journalists. They're not going behind the scenes to to do that. They're insiders more than anything. They do are built off of relationships. I get that. To me, maybe you know, don't state your opinion on things. Just like share it, be like, look at this this information that's coming out in Chicago. Maybe that wasn't done enough. But again, not every
2: tweet shows up in your feed and you have to really search for it. You're on mute, Eric. Oops, I was just saying a lot of like the 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 point I was trying to make was a lot of those guys did not even retweet like Rick West. Not didn't give their own opinion, not even giving their own opinions, not even giving what he said. They didn't even just toss him a retweet, like some of those guys. I, I just don't looking. think it
1: shows up on your feed all the time. Like, you have to go to each person's individual. I mean, I'm,
2: I vividly if, remember looking through like a couple of them just to see if they, mm-hmm. and it, you know, hours and hours after within 24 hours, also, and I saw nothing. And I'm not saying all of them, and I'm not even going to name names because I don't want to like get one wrong. I'm just, I'm a 100% certain there was a bunch of, you know, very followed reporters that did not even give it a retweet. Like, mm-hmm. so. Martin? Sorry, Martin.
0: Oh, I I was just gonna say like they probably would have seen it to retweet it by one of their other followers. Yeah. If the argument, if the argument is they wouldn't, it wouldn't that specific tweet wouldn't have come up in their feed. They would have seen it from. Yeah, other but you wouldn't see it like seven, like
1: ten times. It wouldn't show up ten different times that this person retweeted no, it, right? It would be just be a
0: collective. But they would see it. I I, I, I think it's like, like what fair I the I did criticism, I for
2: retweets and quote tweets, and I didn't see. Because uh, it shows you who, who you follow first, who's retweeted mm-hmm. it before it shows I, anything else. So I agree answer. that people, there
1: should have been a lot more from a lot of the top tier guys. Um, and then people are like, well, they talked about it on their podcast and they're like, well, tweet it. That's where most people hear your information. I'm like, definitely mix of both. Like, I think if you talk about it on your podcast, it's probably better. Not, But not everyone listens to your podcast listens to your tweets. Do you have to put it but out the everywhere?
0: Po- the podcast stuff all gets out. Yeah, if you if you go if you go to that one guy's Insta, he literally just posts yeah
2: NHL watcher
0: direct quotes from,
1: Oh yeah, so I mean, I I think it. it's I don't know I, I I really don't have an opinion on it. I think I a think lot of people did what
0: they thought was best.
2: I think it's just a little uh, cowardly to be honest
0: I think they were honestly waiting I think they didn't want to get sued for saying anything I don't anything think that they that couldn't
2: have gotten sued like, it, like if you're just reporting what Rick West had said or if you're repeating what Rick yes. West you can't get sued for that that's not libel. it's not slander it's not anything you know what I mean like but they didn't can. want to
0: give an opinion or anything sure so okay but that, that's their, fine I don't judge anyone in their mind why retweet yeah. it
2: I don't judge anyone for give, not giving their opinion until they get all the facts sure you know yeah. mm-hmm. That's laws of law, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Because like, Elliot that Friedman did, did talk
0: about it on the podcast yeah. mm-hmm. when it when it broke. So he did his. Okay, duty. next question. At least.
1: Uh Shovel Day Off and Quinville. Like Quinville is shown in the report having given given Aldrich, a recommendation for his next role, like word for word, he says that he doesn't remember writing it. Uh, but both of them denied on public record uh, this summer that they had no idea. Quinville meets with Batman tomorrow, which is the Thursday. So you're listening. This would be mm-hmm. uh, yes, yesterday, and then <laughs> Shovel Day off. It, uh is meeting with Batman on Monday apparently. Like, what do you think is going to happen with them? We'll will let Ty go first.
3: Yes, thank you. That's why I put my hand up.
2: Yeah, um,
1: I saw that.
3: I think that. <laughs> I, yeah, I did because I saw Eric ready to talk, and I said he's been talking long enough. No, yeah.
2: I, I was. I I didn't have anything to say here. Well, I did. But I think I, 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 I it felt is like Ty should.
3: Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's great that Stan Bowman resigned, stepped down. I know that you guys don't agree with it, but there were a lot of other people there. I think I touched on this in my first point, there are a lot of other people who are going, who uh, enabled this to continue, enabled this to, you know, to to go on and have other victims, unfortunately, be impacted by the same individual, right? And they are going to have zero repercussions. And you want to know the sad thing? I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people don't think barstool is bad, but... Um, Whitney today literally tweeted at like seven o'clock. He's like, this is crazy that Quenville is still coaching a game right now. And when one of those guys says, what's going on? This is wrong. <laughs> don't you think that's yeah. something's very that, wrong? That's a right? sign. That's, that's a sign. sign. That's For absolutely sure. a yeah. sign. Yeah. Right?
1: The, <laughs> like, the context of that, I don't know, was about like, this guy just should not be – he didn't say this guy shouldn't be a coach this guy shouldn't be coaching because of this he just said I can't believe he's coaching tonight I don't know if that was like hard to tell I, I would bet, guess the best intentions but I think I've also listened to the spinning Chicklets episode where they kind of touched briefly on it and it seemed like a very lackluster conversation about the whole thing I mean um, you don't
2: really expect a deep insightful conversation when you yeah, listen to Spitting Chicklets it seemed like just like
1: if tough. that's true that's awful <laughs> I, and if he gave a job recommendation that's awful like it seemed like they were upset but it it didn't seem like they did the due diligence that a podcast of that like impact should have yeah, i mean especially they're,
0: considering their ex-players and they can comment best on what would be going on in a locker room at the end the situation well, especially yeah.
2: the highest rated podcast in the in yeah. hockey
1: yeah well <laughs> right? it's not like, even close well and maybe well, all of sports
3: second to us
1: yeah. the second to the talking hockey again course. do you, are these guys involved in a cover up of some of some sort at some point in their career and that's your
2: point right i'm sure they've yeah, you know, I'm not gonna accuse them of doing it anything as nearly as bad, but everyone has shitty stuff that they've done yeah. you know, to differing and levels. And these guys talk about certain things different.
1: on their podcast that I'm like, that's disgusting. About the fact that they talk to each other about like trading wives back and forth and like different vulgar comments that are definitely misogynistic in every single way. And so it's like what is like? I think it was on the, almost the same episode that of the, that they talked about this sexual assault as talking about like trading wives back and forth or adding their wives to the trades and stuff. I'm like, this is very vulgar, <laughs> and I'm not saying we're perfect either. I don't think we've ever made comments like that grotesque, but at the same time, I, I don't think we. I think we as four guys in hockey have to look at ourselves too and. What we've done in in pro sports and the well, not we've never been in pro sports, but in like I, I saw I saw stuff in house league, yourself. man. I saw stuff in house league that I'm like, I remember this. I'm not going to say actually, but like, it, I was like, what the hell's going on? This is house league, and, and <laughs> this is the behavior <laughs> well, that's you know, gym saying.
3: class boys. <laughs> you know, like
2: yeah, you don't know, don't even need to be on a sports team. Just gym class, just like hanging out in school in high school going to you know any party like everyone's seen shit i, I
1: heard yeah. a good quote today a man can be good men cannot a group of men, and there's a good quote by terry cruz in his book um that i've read it's it put put five men in a room together and they're bound to do something stupid like 100 right like this correct
2: but, yeah. And i and agree the, something missing everything definitely. a mistake every time i get together with martin Fucking yeah. idiot does something stupid.
1: <laughs> eric you do things stupid by yourself so oh, don't know yeah, yeah i don't, don't even or, i don't need people around but it's that. just
3: dumb things right it's not yeah yeah it's not yeah it's. But not that's what, i
1: mean that's what people like nelk would call themselves dumb things but i would think that they're extremely harmful they're
0: overboard their brand yep. is
1: is disgusting and a lot of guys think that's playful yep. fun and these pranks start like that's how it starts I'm sure a lot of the like the guys that spitting chicklets think is just harmless fun, like throwing your wives in on a trade is is just harmless fun. But that's where it starts, and that's where I'm like, we have to look at our own behavior too sometimes, and being like, okay, is this
2: not healthy? Is this inclusive to women? Is this not inclusive to women? One uh, one other thing that we didn't get to talk about too much, but anyone have predictions on what happens with Shovel Day off with Quinville and I guess to a lesser lesser much that was lesser literally my sure. question. But, yeah, we kind of went off track
3: there. Yeah, sorry. No. I, I, I'll I answer that, and I'm going to say nothing's going to happen because, like, again, I don't think maybe the NHL had some play or, or the higher-ups had some say into Stan Bowman stepping down because I don't think he could continue coaching that organ or being GM of that organization. Quenville's with a different organization. Don't think that, you know, they're going to pressure him, Quenville, and even Day off but I think more so Quenville because he's been seen as a top coach in this league. And I think that, you know, they're not going to make him resign because again, Florida is doing well. It's going to hurt Florida, hurt Florida's bottom line if they fire their coach and then start to struggle because, and, and then even though, even then Quenville, let's say he has to resign because of this, or right? He gets fired because of this. He's the best coach. One Well, maybe not the best coach, but you know, one of the best coaches in the league probably would never coach again after that if he got fired because of, you know, this. They'll try to clear yeah. his name. Probably the same for Shovel Day Dayoff because people like Winnipeg, right? Again, it's another organization that they don't want to lose. Hurt, lose. Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, it, it, I I Qu- almost Quindle's understand the- Quinville, but Shovel Dayoff hasn't exactly done anything in Winnipeg that makes you go, Oh, he's a staple and needs to stay. But yeah. Not that it should matter. The hockey but,
0: guys love him, but uh, Quinville is one of the, like, the most culpable too. Like he needed, to oh one hundred percent. He needed to, like, if he knew management wasn't going to do anything, as the coach, he is a very that's strong his staff Martin, more than it is
2: Stan Bowman's. Martin, you you brought up like such a good point. That's so right because Bowman is the first is is the guy. Like, that's his team. Uh-huh. He's the coach. He's the manager. I mean, Quinville's the guy. Sorry. Yeah. What did I say? Bowman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant Quinville. Yeah, Quinville is the guy. Like, you're right. Like, he, he's arguably the most capable culpable out of anyone. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, so as like, I mentioned, like, Aldrich is more his staff than just Bowman's. Exactly. It's, it his, would, it it's would, his coaching staff. It would be his hire. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's his coaching. So staff.
0: I, 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 sadly agree with Ty. I don't think Quinville will be forced out. I, I, to I, be I, think, I think.
2: I think if you, I think he will be. But what gives me doubt over that is the fact that he hasn't My been question yet, is just
0: why, and he's coaching yeah, tonight. And
2: why is it? Why is it that he has a meeting on Thursday? The, yeah, the guy doesn't it have thirty minutes. The guy doesn't have thirty minutes sometime in his day to meet with. Uh,
0: he shouldn't have been allowed. Okay, if they were going to fire him, they should have said, "No, you're not coaching yeah, tonight. We're having 100%. an interview right now." It's going to look yeah. really bad That's on the Panthers. He, to have he's let not going to get fired.
1: If if Ducharme can coat or if Ducharme can't be on the bench for two weeks because COVID, I don't understand why Quinville can't be in New York right now as of today and have the an assistant coach coach tonight i don't get yeah. it I, if,
0: if, if if that interview is to get fired yeah. if yeah, players if just,
1: players have games but they're unable to be uh like if if they commit an infraction on tuesday night and they have like an in-person hearing the next day they're not allowed to play until so they're
2: in person they, they forfeit the game that goes yeah, towards the their suspension. Is so bad yeah it's so it, it's it looks so bad on the end it NFL does not too. look
1: good I mean, I hope Quinville gets questions about it every player everywhere he goes from for the rest of the year. Uh, shovel day off too. I hope every press conference like it gets brought up and never gets let go. Um, to me, one of the things that I found most surprising was Mark Bergerman was not even named in the report.
3: So he wasn't there. Yeah,
0: he wasn't in the it, meetings. And stuff. Maybe
3: he he is you know um, protected by protected. not being. It, they they weren't able to informed. at least solidify yeah, him being involved in any way, shape, or form. So yeah. who knows? Uh, who again, really it's knows? Not, it's yeah. not saying he isn't guilty. guilty.
2: It's saying that like, they have no proof that he yeah, is guilty. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, innocent what, to proving guilty One of the most thing.
1: one of the most disgusting things about the report is that the, so the the initial conversations happened that the night they found out, but they noticed, chose not to do anything to distract the team, right? But during that three week wait time before letting him go after they won the cup and you got to stay with the cup and everything like that. Aldrich was guilty of having unwanted sexual advances to a Blackhawks intern who was like a 20 year old boy. And the, they couldn't question the, the intern because he'd left the organization by that point or some, something, or they couldn't question Aldrich about it because he'd left the organization. But at that point, and the fact that Quinville gave him a glowing re- recommendation for that next role, Despite knowing the all that
2: recommendation is by far the worst part. Yeah. One hundred percent. When giving the recommendation, he knew where he was going. Yeah. Right. Because his next job, correct me if I'm wrong. University. University with Or was it high school? Know, oh, it's oh, high sorry, school. High school. Yeah. yeah. So with pretty kids, sure it's high school, literally kids. So and Quinville is a, now Quinville, I would say a direct knew, Repeat this again. He knew he was about a, a guy who did everything that we've talked about on this podcast. Was gonna go then work with high school kids and high school kids. It's almost it's it's so bad just because they're high school kids, and on top of that, high school kids are known to do a lot stupid, a lot of stupid shit too. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not you know we've all done stupid and stupid or shit in high school than uh than now. So like and like that environment for a guy that's an enabler like that. Mm-hmm. would make it so much worse because it's a guy that's just not going to take just any more chance for grooming too exactly it's it's so many different issues but
1: it's pretty fucked and then i saw so a great tweet saying that that someone should ask joe Quinville, joe Quinville, what if it was your own daughter or son that you just ignored
0: and they i, I think that's, that's i think that's a, the think best that's question a, to always ask these people
2: i think that should be the first question asked to joe Quinville. the second um if he goes to presser tonight again, I doubt they put him out there. But if he does, like that should be that should be the only question. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. One what, what So there's only kind of one more thing from the report that I want to talk about uh, before we get to like what happens next and some good quotes that I thought were, were from there. Um, but Jim Gary, who I believe was the mental skills coach, um, they called him Doc Gary, or at least Kyle did in his interview. Um, he's not actually a doctor, and I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet from Rick Westhead saying that he's going to go under undergo more um, external investigation as well as an individual. But, I mean, I can't believe that this was a practice that uh, he was belie- believed to have shown um, – to be one of the good guys in the case, maybe not, maybe not, but um, he would use naked women, crude jokes, and explicit sexual content to get players to engage with him and come talk to him about – because they wouldn't, wouldn't open up to like a sports psychologist or like a mental skills guy. And so he emailed photos of like nude women to be able to get men to open up to him and and that was one of the ways he engaged with the John Doe or Kyle. And like, like that practice in and of itself is just – that, uh, that's fun, does though.
2: that even make sense <laughs> like, i mean how, think how, about it. how do you
1: get how do you get how do you lure guys into conversation through misogynistic homophobic like it happens on Reddit all the time, right? I guess. Like think about it. And yeah. I, I don't like that's the hockey culture that we. But what, but all what have about come that
2: conversation is productive to the job? Like that's what I don't get.
1: I don't. It's it's mostly I think so that they can start a conversation and like they get the guy to be like, oh, this or guy's guy. Relationship cool and fun. or something. Yeah, create like that, a relationship. Like that was the fundamental building block of relationships okay. from what it looked like in the report. Um, so that was another thing that I just thought was I've never heard about vile that. and disgusting. Um, man, I read a lot of the report, so I, I tried to bring out some of the stuff that was more prominent on, Where, on Twitter. Where'd that
0: guy get a psych degree, man? He didn't. So he's not Instead like he's... an... I
1: don't think he's actually a doctor. I don't know what his background yeah, is, but yeah, he's not I a doubt doctor. I don't want learning that in psych 101. There was it. two good tweets that I thought were good. <laughs> One was just from Jeff Merrick. If your desire to win the Stanley Cup is more important than protecting a young person trying to find a place in your organization, then you should not be employed in the league that one was a, a tweet that blew up that's awesome and then Good i think the CEO, I guarantee
2: you there's like five people in the nhl that would agree with that statement though
1: yeah i'm sure their desire to win is higher and again beyond sports america
0: is pretty awesome yeah i listen to the podcast every time and uh he's pretty, like he's pretty willing to call people out
1: yeah Danny Wirtz, who I think is one of the owners of Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, um, he seemed to say a lot of right things in his statement. And one of them was the 2010 Blackhawks put team performance above all else and John Doe deserved better from the Blackhawks. I think a lot of what Danny Wirtz said to the public in his statement was like exactly what Eric said is the correct way to go is like overcorrect – apologize, take accountability, the exact opposite of what Stan Bowman they did. Won't. They won't. He,
0: he has bet he has better lawyers. Yeah, he probably better lawyers for himself. <laughs>
1: um but kind of a, a follow-up question to all this is uh does this have a ripple effect across the league? Um looking at Garen, I know that he was apparently exposed in a cover up that happened in Pittsburgh. Um like do we think that this will have a ripple effect across this league and maybe other leagues?
0: Yeah, what's up with that? Does anyone know the Garen thing?
1: No, I think I Rick Westhead no is just like in the early stages of exposing that one.
3: He covered up uh, some sexual assault allegations in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I think he was the assistant GM or something like that. The, sec- the
2: thing is, the second these stories car- start coming out and results actually happen from them, people get fired, people get – people. I guess people haven't gotten fired yet. They've resigned, but – um. <laughs> I, the the second it it does happen, we saw it with the Me Too movement too. People become more comfortable to reach out and come forward because yeah. They actually see, hey, this shitty person that did this shitty thing is actually going to face some type of accountability. And right? Rick
1: Westhead's follower the, count, I they,
2: think, has grown massively over the oh, last yeah. forty-eight hours. Dude, that that guy is the, the Superstar, like the the fact that he's he's been the only one really like on this stuff, and like that's been his focus for TSN, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hats Dude. off, I guess, to TSN. I know, you know, we complain about their coverage and reporting a lot and stuff, but no, it's sports. The, sorry we yes. complain about sportsnet yes. i always yeah. i always been a fan, I mean, fan I, of i mean i complain TSN. about both to be fair more yeah, more sportsnet for sure and you know tsn's better but tsn you get massive props for just hiring having him cover this kind of stuff you know i'm sure it's not you know, there's going to be some points where he has nothing to talk about because he's just investigating and doing all this stuff, but it's like important work that needs to be done. And a lot of news organizations don't employ someone said, to do that kind of work. Yeah. He, he tweeted something tonight saying like, he's got hundreds
1: of DMS from people's own stories and like potentially NHL stories. I and bet. he's like, I have more information coming about out about this case tomorrow, but um, I'll read them.
2: I'll read Dude, them all tomorrow. I, I like, I can't even imagine how much he's getting because I get DMs and I and I hear I don't hear th- that bad yes. stuff, but I've seen some, like, pretty, like, screwed up DMs from people saying about talking about this player and this player and this coach and this person and this organization and shit. And, again, like, I don't – like, I, I've read them and I don't know if I can believe them. I don't – like, I – again, I don't have any evidence yeah. of it, but I've – the amount and- of that I've seen – his is probably to the next level. Like, there's n- the issue with the, there's only one of him. Yeah. Right. So, he's not going to get to cover the 18 million different things he's getting. He's going to cover five because he's not, he doesn't have time to do everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the and more I wonder- I'm, gonna, I'm hoping Sportsnet or TSN brings out more people or whoever it is. To yeah, actually, you know, cover these stories, but we'll see. I,
1: I truly do wonder how many the, like if, if so these stories that come to you are, to are NDAs or
2: not.
0: Oh,
1: Martin, I've been oh, talking. You just tried to talk over me. This is this is why we get negative I reviews. Hear you.
0: Oh, I couldn't hear you, dude. Okay,
1: well, we'll keep that in, I guess. But um, <laughs> then, like, I wonder how many people that tell you stories about players like have tried or have been told to sign gag orders or like ndas like even i was i was I, this is not relevant to hockey but J- jack harlow was saying in in his latest interview that like he gets all the girls he dates to sign ndas because he's like those tweets are for you and me only and it's like i get it from a protection level at the same time i wish those ndas were impossible to to have because i mean i i get it from apparently like apparently NDAs R- stuff, are but- pretty
0: easy to break
1: Oh, I, I would imagine that they're decently easy,
2: but at the same time, like they
0: like very don't know. weak to hold up. No, oh. basically.
2: Um, so I think we it's don't, more of the threat because you know nobody yeah. signing an NDA knows that you can yeah. break or has the yeah, has the lawyer to exactly. to do it.
1: So, um, I, okay, but finishing that thought on Garen, I, I'm pretty sure based on the tweets is that he's like the runner up to take over Stan Bowman's. Role as the GM of uh, the USA Olympic team, which would just be another mistake of being like, okay, let's just do the exact same thing as try to hire a guy who's recently exposed in a sexual assault. scandal. assistant. And he was the
3: up. assistant GM. That would be yeah. peak NHL.
2: Peak NHL. Oh, assistant it's peak GM Olympics, at the
1: time. Exactly.
3: Actually, peak or, Olymp- sorry. That's peak hockey Olympics.
2: slash peak yes. Olympics committee. No, Luke. What
3: I mean was Definitely. that he was the assistant GM for USA Olympics already.
0: Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. Like he's currently that. Okay. Um,
3: I want to ask,
0: did Aldrich go to jail for the actions to the high school kid or university level kid? I don't remember. I which.
1: haven't actually heard anything about what's going up with Aldrich and like his life and day to day and stuff. I would imagine that hopefully it's ruined.
0: I thought I heard he did like get like at least some sort of conviction on some sort of thing. That could be a complete guess. though. No. Cause like, I'm pretty sure the high school situation got sorted out before this all came out. <laughs> um, but it if that's the case, if he did get convicted of something, my question is: Did should Joel Quinville face criminal actions for being a culpable enabler of a sexual predator to go and do his?
3: to answer uh, I just want to say to answer your question he was sentenced to 9 months in prison plus 5 years probation for sexually assaulting a then 16-year-old high school soccer or high school hockey player
0: so so quinville should I think I th- I personally think quinville is a culpable I think you can civilly sue him of that situation
2: I don't think mm-hmm. you can le- can you I don't think like um Federally or you know whatever the term is, but I think you can civilly sue him, right? I might well, it's
0: it's a crime to be a bystander to know of a crime and not report the crime. And he knew about the beach situation, which is a crime, and then gave him a good review to get a job being a coach. To to younger people, and this is again that's, why he's not going to go up
2: and get questioned by the media today. There's no way. The that seems like
0: him. that seems like it could be a criminal action brought against Quinville if they were willing. Interesting, but that's completely outside of the NHL. Um, but I think he should 100 percent step down because of that. <laughs> All of that.
2: No, it should he be, should get. Well, he either. should want
0: to get out of the limelight. He should want to go hide. Yeah, I, <laughs> like i be. It's also shocking that he didn't
2: resign. like he's been caught in a lie yeah he's been caught with all this stuff like it's amazing like he went out and decided to coach this game too like that that's that also shows like his state of mind
0: it's all about winning it's all about winning because like i'm just thinking from my
2: perspective if i'm him i freaking resign i quit and i just disappear you (laughs) quit before these things
3: come out right like yeah you quit before it comes That's out. I mean, you quit before it gone. comes
2: out, but now that it's come out, you hundred percent quit.
3: Yeah, you hundred <laughs> percent get the fuck there. out of
2: there. <laughs> he has enough money to move countries and shit. Now <laughs> you know disappear. Um,
0: yeah, he's one of the highest paid coaches has been for a long time. Like he's got money.
2: Yeah, he mm-hmm. does, and I think that shows again like how much he cares about winning over anything else.
0: Like I just, I just rewatched the the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Like obviously way bigger way bigger scale. Mm-hmm. But and like Quinville in my mind's an enabler of this other individual that got convicted for a crime. Quinville was an enabler, allowed him to go do it more, gave him he actually a recommendation. Helped him get the guarantee, job. yeah, guaranteeing that he could do it more. Yep. That's that's a crime. Yep. Like in my in my book. Um, yeah, and, and
2: uh
1: Culleton came out today and spoke to the press with some awful, awful quotes, um, speaking up for Stan Bowman and kind of defense of him. That's not the Stan Bowman I know. Stop. there was, a great there Stop. was yeah, Stop. man, it was it was bad. Um, there were some great I comments out there sweat. that I thought were being like, You can people are not good or bad. They do good things and they do bad things. Like when you're talking about this, you can believe in that your heart that the stand that was shown to you as like a good person, but like, you don't have to say that. Like you can, yeah. he could have tailored, he could have tailored the line a lot better. Duncan Keith, apparently in one of his, in his press conference today, said he'd do nothing, um, thought that he was a good guy, you know, nice guy, which may be true, but again, no, there's no need to say that. And there was also Rick West had put out today saying like 35 players and members of the team were reached out to for quote and they all and they either didn't respond or said no to commenting so people are like keith probably just chose not to say anything because he probably got reached out to i'm sure patrick sharp was reached out to brian campbell i mean a lot of these guys that were on the team back then probably were reached out to and either chose not to con chose not to speak or did who knows if they did or not you know it's hard to hard to say but um the fact that keith came out today and said that some of the things he said was pretty laughable, but Colton was also really bad. Everyone was giving props to Dabrinkat for saying it's probably a good thing that Stan Bowman isn't there anymore. But I mean, like that was...
3: The Just bare like minimum. The bare minimum. I, I don't know. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, yeah. a
1: 23 year old is the most brave player on the team. I'm like, this is the bare minimum. I mean, and the fact that he said probably fact. the fact that he pr- said probably made, made it <laughs> yeah, yeah, me read to me. I know <laughs> hockey players aren't great speakers. They say obviously, probably like a lot of the time. But the way it was that's read true. in a tweet was like
2: I mean, I still think I still mean, think it shows something. Yeah. You know, like there's a bunch of 30-year-old dudes on that team that were, you know. Taves and Kane were there, right? Uh, Seabrook's gone, Keith's gone. I mean, Keith should have said something, hundred percent. But um, like, there's guys on that team that were there. Yeah. The the, the fact that they're not saying anything shows. And Debrinket did. (laughs) Debrinket joined that organization six, seven years after it happened. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it's bad. Anyway, Luke. Any last thoughts? I don't have no, anything else to say I'm kind of just depressed over this, this is, uh, yeah
1: it's been a kind of horrible last 48 hours in a lot of ways but as I said I kind of at the start um I do think releasing the report and the investigation was good for hockey overall. I think a lot of the time it's we we all know that hockey culture is can be bad and has a lot of negative undertones and very toxic but this is the one case where we can actually point to tangible things being like okay, now we have. A a real starting point about how we can make change, about how we can incorporate this, about leveling the understanding of just how toxic it is. I I think Connor Carrick, I just saw a tweet. He's the only player that I've seen come out in support of, of the John Doe of Kyle so far being like, And um, uh, who else was it back when Daniel Carcillo also did a a, a tweet, but those are like the only two NHL players I've seen come out and actively support Kyle Beach so far. And so, I mean, unless the players in the the actual culture and hockey team start making a change themselves and advocating for it, there probably won't be much change, but I think the public knows that this has been good for hockey overall. I I don't think you can say that today overall – and yesterday overall was a bad day. If what we've been criticizing the most over the last five years yeah. has been culture and
2: hiding it, I think this is overall a good
1: I think, progress and stepping stone.
2: I think just to end it off, I think um, like, again, we, we briefly, no, not briefly, we talked about this for a couple minutes, but it's, uh, it's not just on, it's not just the Chicago Blackhawks. It's not just the NHL. It's not just, companies and organizations and businesses it's kind of all of us playing our small parts and I think it's more important that you know what comes out of this is a real conversation it's not going to happen I know it's not going to happen it didn't happen with me too it's not going to happen with this might never happen I don't know but uh, I think the real thing is having like a real conversation about everyone's involvement and rules and what happened because it's not just it's not just businesses it's not just definitely a lot happened with me too I, I yeah, uh, people got uh, prosecuted and stuff, but nothing changed fundamentally and organizationally, lar- largely speaking. And it's a first Other step, than performatively. I
0: than I'm 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 very interested to see if something criminal does come.
2: Even if something Down criminal the line comes, at one
0: of these, it, it's
2: still one not. Of these guys. It's not even just about that. It's about like changing organisations, changing the way people. That'd be a good
0: step in changing.
2: Yeah. Like and and I don't and I don't have the answer. Again, it's a conversation. I'm not an expert on human resources and how to you know on HR and all this stuff. Like I don't know what the solution is and I don't think any of us you know, I don't think any of our egos are that big where we have a direct answer other than stop being a shitty person. But um like I I think uh, we all gotta do a little bit better. I just don't know how. Other than the obvious stuff.
1: And, and look out for it in your own life, at your own workplace, at your own culture. Um, I think we all are in it, involved in some way, and we're all accountable for it in some way. And don't think just because it's far away from you in the NHL that you're not involved in it. I think we all are. I think we, all of us have experiences where we, we we heard about it. We we heard about stories in whatever professional workplace that we've had, and It's your job to be the opposite of what Joel Quinville was, of what Stan Bowman was, of what Jonathan Taves have been. And uh, you need to take a look in the mirror, in my opinion, about what you've been choosing to ignore and how you've ignored it. That's just me. Um, This is more like an anger about the performative aspect of it. But uh,
2: yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Anyways,
1: thanks for listening. I know this was a heavy episode, but we'll see you next week.